Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 194, A Little Summertime Turkey Soup. And I am your host and the guy who did it. I saw even more poults this past Sunday afternoon. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that here in just a minute. But right now we are 246 days, 11 hours, 50 minutes, and 40 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So this past Sunday... I tricked my lovely bride into going down to my place south of Birmingham and spending the day there for a little fishing and some hiking. And after church Sunday morning, we loaded up and headed down that direction. We got there probably around 1230 or so. We did not see any turkeys on the way in. Well, after fishing for a little while and going for a little hike for about two hours, we began to head out. And as we were leaving in the truck, we rounded a curve in the road, and there stood what obviously was two different groups of poults. And now I'm not sure how many poults there were total here, because they were right on the edge of the woods. And some of the poults were in the woods, some of them were on the side of the road. But it was very easy to tell that there were two different groups of poults there because one group was about twice the size of the other group. And I'm guessing that maybe one of the hens that was there with those poults might have had a nest destroyed and re-nested and her poults were the smaller poults there in the group. Because, I mean, they were literally half the size of the other group of poults. Nonetheless, whatever the reason for this difference in size in the poults, I was excited to see poults. I was excited to be able to show them to my wife who got to see them and she did notice the size difference as well. We're not exactly sure how many hens or how many poults were in that group just because they were right there on the edge of the woods. Now, I did count four poults when we rounded the curve in the road. I could see definitely that there were four poults there. And I saw one hen as she stepped into the woods, but that was pretty much it. Then on the way from there to the gate to leave the property, we saw two other turkeys. One of them I know was a hen, and she didn't have any poults with her that I could tell. Now, she could have very well have had poults that were in the woods as she was right on the edge of the woods, right there on the edge of the road. The other turkey I saw from a distance out of the corner of my eye down one of the side roads. And 
by the time I got the truck stopped and we backed up, that turkey had walked off the edge of the road. So I don't know what that turkey was. But I'm still seeing hens and poults, and I'm still fired up about that. That's obviously good news. And they are working these roads and the grass along these roads. I'm assuming just eating as many grasshoppers and bugs as they can to get as much protein as they can so they can get ready for the winter. Needless to say, we had a great afternoon. We caught some fish, saw some turkeys, and got to hike up and down some hills. I may or may not have said this before on the show, but my wife loves to cook, and she does the majority of the cooking here at the house. I know. Lucky me. In fact, she makes us a lunch most every day. She takes hers to work, I take mine to work, and that way we don't have to eat out. Hey, it saves me more money for turkey hunting. (laughs) Now, she, like most cooks, likes to cook according to the seasons. And right now, because it's about 90 to 94 degrees outside every day here in Alabama with feels like temperatures of almost 239 degrees, we're eating a lot of salads. And I really don't mind because I love a salad and I can mix things up by using different dressings and toppings and proteins. And salads are nice and refreshing during the hot part of the day and the hot part of the year as well. So what does all of this talk about food and weather have to do with turkeys or turkey hunting? Well, it has me craving a little turkey soup to go with my salads for this week. That's right. The feels like temp today is a meager 224 degrees and I'm going to serve us up some turkey soup. Since I'm on the subject of cooking and food, I need to share the recipe that I used on the wild turkey that I cooked last night. So I cooked last night because my wife had dinner plans with some friends. So I defrosted a half of a turkey breast and the one tenderloin that comes with that breast. And I had previously brined this turkey before I froze it. Now this was a bird that I killed in 2016 and somehow this package of meat got pushed down to the bottom of the freezer and it's been overlooked for what is now a couple of years. So I needed to cook it, I needed to get rid of it, and I cut off some of the freezer burn that was on the meat. I got the turkey breast washed off after trimming it up a bit. I cut the large tendon that runs through the length of the breast, spread the breast out on the cutting board. I seasoned it with garlic salt, onion powder, and fresh ground pepper. I used about one tablespoon of onion powder and garlic salt and a sprinkling of black pepper. Then I used my jacquard and I tenderized the breast and the tenderloin, punching holes in the white sinew that covers the front part of the breast and cutting the muscle fibers in that meat so that it will be more tender. After running the jacquard for about one to two minutes, I slipped the breast into a storage bag and I clipped that bag to the side of a large pot filled with water. And then I attached my sous vide to the side of the pot and let it keep the water temp at about 140 degrees for two and a half hours. Basically, slow cooking the breast and the tender for two and a half hours. After that, I removed the bag from the pot and the breast from the bag, and I put the breast in the skillet where I already had some garlic-infused olive oil heated. Oh yeah, getting good. I browned the breast in the tender and the skillet on medium heat for about two minutes on each side until it turned golden brown. I took the meat out of the skillet. 
I cut off about a third of the breast for my plate and could already tell it was cooked perfectly and it was still very juicy in the center. Now here's a couple of things that I noted after cooking and tasting the turkey breast. So the meat was cooked perfectly and actually was tender enough to cut with a fork and the flavor was really good, but I almost messed up the entire breast by putting garlic salt on it. I should have used only garlic powder because the meat was almost too salty for my taste. I didn't think about the fact that the meat had been brined in salt water already and it had a good bit of salt in that salt water brine that had soaked into the breast even before I seasoned it with the garlic salt. The second thing is I love garlic. My wife and I use it on or in almost everything we cook. So if you don't like garlic, then you can obviously leave it out entirely or just use regular olive oil or butter. And I would recommend unsalted butter, especially if you have brined your turkey breast like I did. So you could use that olive oil or butter in the skillet instead of the garlic infused olive oil that I used. And one last thing, if you don't know what a sous vide or a jacquard is, then go online and check those out. So I think I paid about $15 for my jacquard several years ago, and I use that thing all the time on wild game. Venison and turkey, it does such a great job of tenderizing your venison and your turkey. It's just a huge, huge help when it comes to cooking wild game. And I paid about 60 to $70 for my sous vide on Amazon. And it was one of the cheapest ones on the site, and it had stellar reviews as well. If you don't have a jacquard or a sous vide, you need one. Both of those tools are amazing. The sous vide is amazing for correcting the biggest error that we can all make when cooking any wild game, and that error is overcooking the meat. So jacquard is J-A-C-C-A-R-D, and sous vide is S-O-U-S, second word, V-I-D-E. Go online and check them out if you don't have them. The sous vide is a very simple, very easy, very lazy, and very delicious way for you to cook some turkey this weekend. All right, so before I get into the turkey soup, I've been all over food today, haven't I? Before I get into the turkey soup, I just want to say to you guys, Happy Thanksgiving. So, if you're on my, if you are on my mailing list, the newsletter mailing list, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The morning of July 4th, my email software automatically sent out the Happy Thanksgiving email that I have that goes out to all of the people that are on the mailing list. And a couple of you guys actually sent me emails wishing me a happy Thanksgiving in return as well, and I appreciate that. So I apologize. Somehow, some way, there was a bug in the software. It sent that out automatically on July 4th to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. So for those of you who are not on my mailing list to receive emails from me, from my family to yours, happy Thanksgiving. Okay, so I really can't do anything about that other than laugh because it's done. I apologize to all you guys who are on the email list for that email going out. I thank the ones of you who got a good laugh out of it, and hopefully it won't happen again. I guess we'll all find out, won't we? So as you know, 
turkey season is really not far away. Now the spring season in Alabama is 246 days away, but it is almost time to buy your fall turkey permits in Nebraska. So starting August the 13th at 1 p.m. Central Time, hunters can buy a fall turkey permit which allows that hunter to harvest two turkeys of either sex with a shotgun or a bow. Now here's something cool. Each hunter can have up to two permits. One permit gives you two turkeys. Two permits give you four turkeys. That's high math. The fall season in Nebraska runs from September the 15th through the end of January of 2019. That is four turkeys over a four and a half month period of time. Either sex. Man, I'm telling you, if Nebraska was not so far away from good college football, I'd probably move there. Now, speaking of being so far away from good college football, Michigan's fall turkey license application period opened on 7-1 and it closes on 8-1. The fall season up there opens on September the 15th and runs all the way through November the 14th of this year. And you guys must know that I'm kidding about Nebraska not having any good college football and Michigan not having any good college football because you have to know that I know that the good fortune that lies with Alabama football right now and has over the past 10 years is not going to continue forever. So I'm getting off the topic of college football and I'm moving back to turkeys. And in fact, I want to talk about counting turkeys. As you know, I've been doing my own counting and surveying over the past month or so, counting the number of poults and hens that I see. My counts are obviously based solely on my observations. They are very unscientific and probably don't give anywhere near an accurate representation of what the poult recruitment is like in central Alabama this year because there's a real good chance I am seeing a lot of the same hens and poults every time that I see them. I have no way of knowing that. So, that leaves some serious holes in the validity of my numbers. But a couple of states have started their annual population surveys and poult recruitment surveys as well. And those states are Iowa, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Kentucky. Now, the powers that be in these states want... All right, that is all that I have for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this week's episode, you will need to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. And in order to do that, it's very easy. All you have to do is text the word Turkey Hunter to the number 44222. Make that one word with no spaces. Turkey Hunter. Text that to the number 44222. From there, I'll text you back with instructions that you can follow, and I will eventually email you a link that you can click on to set up your username and password in the Podbean application, which is where you can actually listen to the premium episodes of the Turkey Hunter podcast, and you can also pay the annual subscription for the show. The annual subscription 
is still $12. I seriously have got to go in there and change that because I'm going up. The annual subscription is going to go up to $18, but right now it's still $12. Jump in there, subscribe today, and you won't have to worry about the price having increased on you, but that's going to happen soon. I've got about three or four more things that are way more important than that that I've got to get taken care of. So I'm not in a huge hurry, even though I told you guys I would raise this price on July 1, and we're now well past that date, but I will do that. I will be raising that price sooner rather than later. So go ahead and jump in and get subscribed. And I have to ask that before I cut you guys loose for this week, if you are not one of the listeners that I ticked off this week with my comments about college football in Michigan and Nebraska, then please do me a favor. If you would please share this week's episode using the share feature or the share button in your podcast player application. All these applications have a share button. Click that button and share the link to this week's episode via text message with a hunting buddy or all of your hunting buddies in your contact list on your telephone. It's a huge help to the show, really helps to grow the show, and I appreciate it very much. Okay, that's all that I've got for you guys this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.